Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, I'm Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast, and you're listening to Teka Teka News. In today's episode... And for the case of trans and queer folks, why do we have to cut our hair? It's because we have to be disciplined to follow what it is right to be a man or to be a woman. So schools, educational institutions, society doesn't or do not think that transgender women are women or transgender men as men. They think of them as uh, through the lens of their assigned sex at birth. And as such, whatever strict codes that are associated with the sex assigned at birth or the gender assigned at birth, then it has to be followed all throughout their lives. We take a look at the rigid school hairstyle policies and ask, why do we have them in the first place? In my personal experience, I've grown up in an institution where hair is a big issue. I remember when I was in fourth year high school, we had to go through the five by six military haircut because that is a requirement for CAT. That's Ryan Silverio, Executive Director of the ASEAN Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity Expression, or SOGI Caucus. It was abused to make fun of me. I was bullied because of that. Because people knew that I was queer, I was gay. Number one, I lost control over what I should be looking like and how my body will have to be like. Second, because I looked weird from the perspective of my classmates and other um, folks in the school. And I was bullied. Ryan says the school's haircut policy was so strict that a certain Citizenship Advancement Training, or CAT officer, would even personally cut students' hair including Ryan's, when they didn't perfectly adhere to the 5 by 6 rule. You know, that's child abuse. And the thing is, you know, we don't know how to to complain at that time. There was no mechanism for redress in that school. Many years have since passed, and Ryan says they eventually ended up liking the look of short hair. But these restrictive school haircut policies continue to adversely affect queer, trans, and non-binary students to this day. It has been an issue in the past few weeks, specifically transgender students and teachers were raising hell about strict haircut policies. There were cases of students who were not allowed to enroll in certain institutions unless they would cut their hair. This is not a new issue, in fact. Last June four trans senior high school students were forced to cut their hair short and were banned from wearing dresses just to attend their own graduation ceremonies. In August, a salon posted before and after pictures of long-haired LGBTQIA teens who were similarly forced to cut their hair short, sparking a debate over why such policies are enforced in the first place. 
I tried to reflect, why is this happening? Is this just because they have a strict sense of morality or not? And then I realized, you know, it's a way of disciplining us because that's what the teachers would always say. We're, we're enforcing these uh, school regulations to discipline you. So like, say, for example, schools do not think that being a transgender woman is right, then she has to follow what it is to be a man, right? And one way of doing that is by cutting the hair or wearing the boy's uniform or the male uniform. So that's the line of thinking I, you know, I was able to reflect on. And so I said, you know, this is a form of change practice or a conversion therapy. The adverse effects of these policies aren't just anecdotal. Ryan says they've been studied and proven. A research by UNESCO, I think I posted it on Facebook. It did survey different policies of schools in different countries in Asia that are both inclusive as well as not inclusive. And there were also narratives of students in, in those institutions and you know how they felt being part of those institutions. If it's an open institution, then they would feel more encouraged to study and um, reach for their learning outcomes. On the other hand, if it's not an inclusive space, then there's a tendency for students to drop out or not perform well in school. Religion, Ryan says, informs some of these policies as well. Religion would always uh, prescribe what it is to be modest, what it is to be decent, based on your sex assigned at birth. So for example, if you're assigned as male um, and society perceives you as a boy, then you should have a clean haircut, you should wear manly clothes, pants, whatever, leather shoes, etc., etc. And in this religious Catholic Christian baggage is carried on in how education officials think about school policies and curricula. We'll pause for a bit, but when we return, we talk about what can be done to address discriminatory policies in schools. So what has been done to address these strict haircut policies and others like them? Not much, according to Ryan. You know, back in 2017, the Department of Education did come up with their gender and education policy. But um, when I was closely looking at it, there's nothing very specific around haircut and school uniforms. It, the policy would all just only said something around creating mechanisms for address whenever there's gender-based violence or discrimination in schools based on gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, etc., etc. Nothing about the uniforms and haircut. The lack of urgency, Ryan says, might be attributed to poor messaging or the need to properly frame this as an issue that affects not just members of the LGBTQIA community, but the state of education in the Philippines as a whole. We need to educate the entire school system about importance of recognizing diverse SOGSE of persons. Because once we recognize the diverse SOGSE, then we are more open, we are more tolerant, we are more ex- encouraging of the different ways of how people express their gender. I think that's very important. I think we should also encourage schools to be safe spaces for discussions around SOGSE so that students themselves will also be empowered to question whenever they confront strict gender-related policies in schools. 
an alarming World Bank report released last July listed the Philippines as having the highest learning poverty rate in Asia. It found that 9 out of 10 Filipinos still struggle to read simple texts by age 10. COVID-19, the two-year lockdown, and poverty have certainly contributed to the sorry state of Philippine education. But other deterrents, such as discriminatory policies, seem self-induced and easier to address. Here's Ryan with the final word. What is necessary is we continue to push for a change in terms of policies. And I think we have to look at certain anchors. So say, for example, the Philippines is committed to achieve the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDG, which includes universal access to education. If we continue to impose these certain restrictions, are we then reaching out to a broader range of students of different sexual orientation, gender identities, and gender expressions? No, or not? Do we want LGBTI students to be left behind in terms of accessing education here in the Philippines? And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Bella Perez Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Presh Capistrano. If you liked today's episode, share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to leave us a 5-star rating on your podcast app. It really helps get the word out about our show. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm.